All right, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and we continue on into the 16th of 44 regular season PGA Tour events this week in the Pacific Palisades of Riviera for the Genesis Invitational, hosted by none other than the greatest golfer of all time in Tiger Woods, who will play his first competitive event since missing the cut at the Open Championship last year. Of course, we saw Tiger at the seventh edition of the match and at the the PNC parent uh, child, but you know those were hit and giggle unofficial uh, events where Tiger took a cart. The Genesis, on the other hand, is a 72-hole event with a $20 million purse where Tiger will walk 72 holes for the first time since uh, the plantar's fasciitis sidelined him after St. Andrews last year. Uh, that is if Tiger makes the 36-hole cut. We'll get into his chances of doing so today, and there's been a lot of conversation uh, through the golf world this week whether cuts will exist in these elevated events after this season. And while I enjoy the you know buzz of the cut line on a Friday afternoon, and I think it's a traditional aspect of the game that should live on, you know, there's always a chance that the average sports fan who only has time to uh, attend the event on the weekend. There's always a chance that that fan will be unable to watch stars like Colin Morikawa uh, or Jordan Spieth on the weekend if they miss the cut. And the question the PGA Tour uh, has to figure out is, does it impact ticket sales and viewership numbers enough to eliminate a major tradition of the game like the 36-hole cut line? You know, you'll never see uh, the cut removed at major championships. And, you know, it, it's an absolute necessity when you have a 132-man field like we saw in Phoenix. But there are real conversations uh, being had about cutting the field size down to 70 at these elevated events and then eliminating the cut. Now, I've seen the negative aspects of a cut line over the last two years in November at the Houston Open. You take 2021, for example, Sam Burns and Hideki Matsuyama missed the cut, leaving the weekend to uh, Jason Kokrak. And let me tell you, the scene on the 72nd hole at Memorial Park when Kokrak won was sad. Uh, you know, the entire stadium build out around the 18th was empty. So, you know, I've seen the negatives to a cut when you only have two or three stars playing in the event. But on the other side of the coin, there's guaranteed to be you know at least 20 to 25 stars in each of these 17 elevated events. So the PGA Tour is going to have to measure you know when when you're missing guys like a JT or a Jordan Spieth or a Roy McIlroy or a John Rahm, you know if those guys aren't there on the weekend, how much of a negative impact does it bring? to the entire event. That's the question. So we'll see there, you know, Scotty Scheffler was the man who uh, repeated on Sunday at the waste management Phoenix open, recapturing the number one position in the official world golf rankings. And, you know, this is, this comes in a year when you know, the world golf rankings have been taking a ton of heat because, you know, between their algorithm and not giving live points, it's an organization that has been just criticized a ton over the last 12 months. But this trio of Scheffler, McElroy, and Rom trading blows for that top spot is something that you're going to hear about a lot over the major season. Rom, you know, was the one who started 2022 at number one. Then Scheffler took over that spot after his win at Augusta. And of course, Rory was the king of the fall. But 
Let's touch on Scheffler. This was a player who I told you last week was not putting uh, consistently enough to repeat his title in Phoenix. He proved me wrong there and, and give him credit. You know, he led the field in strokes gained approach for the first time uh, since the U S open at Brookline. And, you know, as much as the iron play impressed me, the putter wild me even more because he comes in to Phoenix having lost strokes on the greens in 11 of his last 18 events. He did not putt well all summer or at any point in the fall, and he rolled the lights out of it at TPC Scottsdale last week. I thought by far the most impressive aspect of Scheffler's fifth career PGA Tour win was that he had to rely on his putter in various points of that fourth round. And and that's the aspect of his game that came through for him by the numbers, you know, Scheffler's ball striking won him the first three rounds and he capped it off with a bogey free Sunday 65. That was fueled by some unbelievable putts made. I thought the 21 footer that he rolled in for Eagle on the 13th really closed the door um, on Canadian Nick Taylor. And, and of course, John Rahm, you know, something that isn't being talked about is the message that Scheffler's win sends to the media elites and the talking heads who said that he was not the best player of 2022. You know, it, it was no secret. There were a lot of riders uh, that thought Scotty Scheffler was not deserving of the PGA Tour Player of the Year award last year. Whether they thought it was Cam Smith or, you know, Rory McIlroy, it, it's irrelevant because literally no one won more than Scotty Scheffler last year. But I thought an early season win for Scheffler was important in solidifying that award, the Player of the Year award. It lets you know that his string of four wins that came this time last year was not some kind of fluke. And, you know, you're definitely watching a player in Scheffler who is looking like he'll be perfectly geared up for a title defense at Augusta in just under 50 days. Uh, let's go through a couple more review points as far as last week is concerned. Number one, uh, the card, oh, the card, besides the matchups, was just an absolute disaster last week. I have finished in negative units in three of the first six events of the spring. And, you know, that's just the matter of the fact. I know some of you guys exclusively bet the the picks to place and some of you only bet the matchups. Listen, if you only bet the matchups, you're in great shape right now because I am 10-2-1 and one in matchups since the Sony Open. I was 3-1-0 one, and oh in matchups for the Phoenix Open. But if you've only bet picks to place and winners – the ship is sinking because I haven't picked a winner since since Keegan at the Zozo Championship in the middle of fall. And, you know, for how much I hyped up my guys to hit the gobble last week, you know, he ends up finishing 39th, you know, 39th. That can't happen. Had a, had a Sahith, my guy, he only, he, you know, he had a tough week with the Irons. But the bottom line is we need a winner fast. And I was doing some visualization Monday you know, trying to get the vibes right for this week. And I think, I think I have our first winner of the spring this week. So we'll get to that. Number two, before we get to Riv, we saw CBS do their third mid-round interview with 20-year-old Tom Kim. It was on the par 513th at TPC Scottsdale. And, you know, the conversation with Trevor Omelman was good, but even better was the fact that CBS allowed us to hear the conversation uh, between Tom Kim and his caddy, uh, Joe Scovron, 
that, that was absolutely sensational. Now, Scovron is the former caddy of Ricky Fowler and is up there with the greats like Stevie Williams and Ted Scott. You know, Joe, Joe told Tom they were trying to land that second shot on the par 5, 13th, 212 to 215. Tom pulled out a four iron and Joe said, nope, that's too much. He said he was almost leaning towards a soft five or a hard six. You know, they both agreed that it was a 200-yard shot with the wind at their backs off the right. And Tom, the tank engine, stuffs it in there to about five feet for eagle, all while, all while mic'd up. And, you know, my takeaway from that was, you know, I almost think hearing the up-close and personal conversation between the player and caddy is better for the viewer than someone from the booth asking questions. I, I think that's what I've learned through three weeks. Now, I enjoyed Max Homan, Immelman, uh, Keith Mitchell, and and, and Keith Mitchell's uh, interview it was the second inter- CBS on-course interview. I think if I had to line these up and rank them, I'd go. I would go Max Homa, Tom Kim, and then Keith Mitchell. Um, I you know Keith and his caddy had a great conversation. Uh, but the bottom line was, I really think, you know, I, I think doing an on-course interview between the booth and the player, I think you can only do that once a week. I think the hearing the conversation between the player and the caddy is something that we could hear a whole lot more of if the player allows. Uh, so that's number two. Number three, uh, there's a last point to conclude our review of last week, Scheffler was the third player of the season to repeat a title. Homa did it in Napa and so did Rory at the CJ cup. And let's just review uh, our winners so far. For those that think the PGA tour is off to some slow start, let's go through our winners since the century. John Rahm won the century. Uh, Siwoo Kim at 27 years old won the Sony open in Hawaii. John Rahm won his second title in Palm Springs of the year, second title of the year. Max Homa won his second title of the year at Torrey Pines. 42-year-old Justin Rose won at Pebble, throwing the clock back, looking like he was in form uh, that he had at the you know the 13 U.S. Open at, uh, at Marion. And Scotty Scheffler repeats his title last week at the Phoenix Open. I mean, this season, 2023, it's been an absolute movie so far. Uh, let, let's not... Let's not try to to paint any other picture. CBS, the most watched golf event at the Phoenix Open uh, since the players last year. So, tours in good shape. Let's move into Riviera and get you some picks for uh, some picks and predictions for the action going down uh, at the beautiful Pacific Palisades. You know, I was texting with my good buddy Sam Chavez earlier, and you know, he said it to me perfectly. He's from the West Coast. This golf course is so historic that you can literally feel Ben Hogan walking down the fairways with you. This is the 59th edition of the Genesis at Riviera. Uh, Jack Nicholas made his professional debut Riviera. Tiger Woods uh, played his first PGA tour event as a sophomore in high school Riviera for the LA open. Uh, Riviera is not long by any means, but this is a golf course with the fifth narrowest fairways on tour, you have to be creative with the shot shapes off the tee because you simply cannot play uh, golf and score out of two-inch Kakuya rough that's featured around Riviera. So I'll start by 
discussing the top five favorites on the odds boards. Then I'll move into my three matchups for the week. The picks to place and winner will be a little bit different this week because I'll be discussing them together. Um, then we'll conclude the show with a sleeper scoring prediction lineup and best bet. All right, let's kick off these five favorites with John Rahm at plus 900 on Bet Online. And Rahm, at 28 years old, just passed $40 million in career earnings after his third place finish in Phoenix, where he did everything plenty well enough to win the golf tournament. It was his ninth straight top 10 finish worldwide, and he still maintains the top spot on the FedEx Cup standings. You know, for how good he hit the ball in Phoenix, he was probably hoping for more than. 16 birdies over four rounds. As far as this week is concerned, Rom has not finished outside of 21st in four starts at Riviera. Even in the years where he didn't have his best stuff uh, around here, whether it be with the irons or with the putter, there's never been a time when he hasn't contended at Riviera. I'm not going to touch Rom over Scheffler, uh, the matchup at minus 116 over a bet online. It's an interesting one, and we'll get into Scheffler, but a minus 160, and I'd rather have the Rom top five number at plus 200. Uh, I'm I'm passing on Rom this week, but if that if that listen, like I've been telling you now, like the last three weeks, um, you know, if Rom's your guy, it's either you know this week it's either his ticket to win or that top five number, um, oh at plus 200 over on Bet Online. Uh, we move into Roy McIlroy at ten to one on Bet Online, MGM, or DraftKings, and you know T to Green. Rory had another solid week of ball striking in Phoenix. Unfortunately, the putter uh, let him down for the first time since the Italian Open in September. He had a, a four tournament stretch between the CJ Cup and the Dubai Desert Classic that resulted in two win- wins. He putted phenomenally during that stretch and. I expect Rory to rebound this week after finishing 32nd in Phoenix because Riviera is a spot where he's proven even in the bad putting years. You know, Riviera has been a place of comfort for Rory despite the fact that he's he's never won on this on this 1927 George Thomas design. He's never won. You know, the 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 matchup you will find on on Rory this week are versus Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm. I'm staying away from both. And I think the only play to consider on Rory this week is for for him to finish atop of the the GB&I leaderboard, which is priced at plus 150 on Barstool Sportsbook. Matthew Fitzpatrick and Shane Lowry are two guys that you would normally worry about on that GB&I leaderboard. I'll tell you why you don't have to worry about either one of those major winners this week a little later on in the show. You know, Fitzpatrick has been, you know, he's been off to a slow start since you know, he spent the fall in Europe um, over on the DP World Tour. Hasn't had a great start here in the States since the century. And Lowry has been seemingly struggling since he fired his longtime caddy, Bill Martin. So we'll, we're going to touch on that pick. It'll come at the end of the show. Um, and we'll touch on more uh, on Rory later on. We move to Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler at 11 to 1. Uh, you can find that on Bet Online, Bovada, or DraftKings. Now, I've talked about Scheffler a lot so far today, but I think the point I need to nail down here is that I would not expect any sort of post-win regression from world number one, Scotty Scheffler. This is, you know, this is not a player who, you know, is going out and partying, 
you know, after a win in, in Scottsdale, LA, you're not going to find him on that scene. Scheffler was already at Riviera first thing on Monday morning, getting ready to play in the Genesis College Showcase, which was a one-day amateur, really a college competition that saw Texas Tech senior Jack Wall earn a an exemption into this week's Genesis. But I digress. The point is, Scheffler fully understands that it, it is far from time to rest now. You know, he's one of the most disciplined 26-year-olds that you'll ever come across. And, you know, that's why he's won five PGA Tour events in the last 12 months and, you know, is sitting at world number one uh, for the second straight time. He held it for 31 weeks in his last stint there. We'll see how he holds it this time around with, you know, Rom and, and Rory on his tail on a week-in, week-out basis. You know, you saw the incredible interaction between Tom Kim and Joe Scavron last week. Wait until we get the opportunity to hear Scotty Scheffler and Ted Scott a little closer up. If Ske- if Scheffler elects to do an on-course interview this year with the CBS broadcast, that's something I'm really going to be looking forward to. And it's not even the conversation, like I just said, it's not even the conversation like back and forth between the booth. I, I want to hear... You know, if we can for more than one hole, I want to hear the pre-shot conversations uh, b- between uh, Scotty and Teddy. I-, I think that would be so intriguing. You know, you, you kind of shut the broadcast off for a little bit and you just listen to the player and caddy conversation. I, I think that's most beneficial to-, to the viewer. I think that's where, uh, you know, Carl at the clubhouse can can learn to better his game by listening to those interactions. And you know, Jonathan Wall, an equipment writer for golf.com, did a fantastic job following Scheffler's switch uh, to the new TaylorMade South 2 driver last week, which successfully dropped his spin rates down and added about 10 yards on his driver. That's something to pay attention to this week. But the single most impressive aspect of Scheffler's game was, was his work on the greens because he put on the type of putting performance that we grew accustomed to seeing this time last year. And it was a putting performance that we, we didn't see at all uh, towards the end of the major season last year and into the FedEx cup playoffs really struggled with this putter. If Scheffler puts well at the tour championship, he's, he's bringing home the, the, the season ending $13 million prize. Uh, well, maybe it was, was it 31 million? I have to double check that 13 or 31 million. The, the point is Rory, uh, you know, snuck up on him there in the end, brought home the the FedEx Cup Player of the Year. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to get a price on a Scheffler this week with any sort of value. I don't like him to finish as the the top American, as you're about to find out. And there is zero value um, in any of his matchups. So I'm a pass on Scotty this week. We move along to Justin Thomas at 16 to 1 on Bet365, DraftKings, MGM, Bet Online, and Circa. Uh, JT's my favorite player in the field this week, and I'm going to tell you why shortly when we get to the picks to place and winners. Uh, first, we go to uh, Xander Shoffley at 18-1 to 1 to round out this favorites conversation. And I guess it's time to put the conversations about Xander's back behind us because he proved me wrong there last week with a 10th place finish in Phoenix. It was his third top 10 of the season. Um, it was his third top 10 of the season. And there was, there was not one 
aspect of Xander's game uh, that is off. And that's that's how it's been all season for Xander, even through the back injuries. He's ranked 25th off the tee, 4th in approach, and 36th in putting. You want to talk about a guy, about someone who hasn't had a bad week at Riviera ever. Uh, will, world number 6, Xander Schauffele, is one of those guys. He's never finished worse than 23rd in five career starts at Riviera, which is why I'm going to start the matchups with Xander Schauffele over Tony Finau plus 100 on bet 365. Because while Finau has maintained his steady play over, over his last five events, there have been early signs of regression with the putter over his last two events. Uh, Finau was negative with the putter at Torrey Pines. Finau was negative with the putter last week at TPC Scottsdale. And this is going to be the big question for Finau going into the major championship season. We know that there is, is rarely ever a time when he's off with the driver irons. But the question is, can Finau maintain the putting performance that won him three titles at the end of 2022. And even though he hasn't finished outside of 14th in his last two starts, he did not have a good week on the greens in either, in either one of them. You saw last week that in Phoenix that the PGA Tour did not back down on getting the greens to top speeds even with the cold temperatures and heavy winds. And that's going to be, I believe, the game plan when setting up the courses that are hosting these elevated events, these 17 elevated events. They aren't going to set Riviera up like Palm Springs when there's a $3.6 million first place check on the line. I forecast the greens at Riviera to be rolling as if it was hosting a major championship. By the way, there's serious talk. Uh, about Riviera hosting the 2031 U.S. Open. I read earlier today. I digress. I'm not confident uh, that Finau can raise his game, especially his putting, in elevated conditions, particularly at Riviera. Uh, Finau has lost shots on the greens in five of his la- uh, five of his eight starts career-wise at Riviera, and I fully expect Xander Schauffele to beat him in that matchup this week. So my first matchup is going to be Xander Schauffele over Tony Finau at plus 100 on bet three, six, five. All right, moving right along to uh, my next two matchups. Uh, and, and those will both be fades on Cam Young, who is playing his third straight week in a row in a stretch that started uh, at the Saudi international. We faded him last week against Sung JM and that hit with ease as as Sung Jae finished 11 under and Cam Young shot five over. You thought maybe Cam Young would use his one elevated week off at Riviera a la Zalatoris last week in Phoenix, but that's not the case. And, and there are some phenomenal looks to fade Young this week. We're all over it. And let me just address this. I understand that Young finished tied second at Riviera last year. But you absolutely 1,000% every day of the week have to fade the player who is on his third straight week of golf with a travel schedule that started in Saudi Arabia that Cam Young has had to endure. So 
Let's start it off running it back with Sam Burns over Cam Young at plus 100 on Bet Online. The fact that Bowl is giving us plus money here on this bet is totally shocking. When you look at Sam Burns' performance over his last two starts and his past results, Riviera, number one, Burns is coming off back-to-back top 15 finishes in Palm Springs and Phoenix where he has not been negative in in, 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 in any statistical denomination across the board. Not one of them. I told you last week Burns had a, a slow start to the fall season, but he's quickly changed that narrative over the last two starts. And number two, Burns finished solo third at the Genesis just two years ago and has picked up strokes on the greens in three of his four career starts at Riviera. And I see that trend continuing this year as he marches into LA ranked 18th on tour and putting. So that's going to be number two for the week. That's Sam Burns over Cam Young, a plus 100 on bet online. Number three, and the final matchup of the week is going to be Victor Hovland over Cam Young at plus 105 on Bet Online. This, you know, this one is not as clear cut as Burns over Young because Hovland's iron play by the numbers uh, has been shocking, and his short game sure as heck did not rise to the occasion uh, last week in Phoenix. There, there, there are a lot of question marks around Victor's game, and and that and and the short game woes reappeared last week. That was not ideal considering he went all fall looking like he had overcome those struggles uh, w- with the chipping and, and and putting, especially at that type Bermuda grass in Albany where he won Tigers event, the Hero World Challenge. You thought maybe the chipping and putting problems were behind him. And now the fact of the matter is Victor has shown in both starts Riviera that this is a golf course where he can ball out. He finished fifth in 2021 and fourth last year. And Victor recorded both of those top 10 finishes Riviera with bad chipping weeks like he had last week. That's what stands out to me. So matchup number three, and just to be clear, what stands out to me is his past performance at Riviera. That's what matters. So my third matchup of the week is going to be Victor Hovland over Cam Young at plus... 105 on bet online. Now I'm just going to do my one pick to place and one winner together today because it's the same player. And I only have one pick to place this week. I do have a dark horse, which is a pick to place, but in this section, um, I only have one pick to place. It's going to be Justin Thomas to win at 16 to one on DraftKings, bet online or MGM. And it will also be Justin Thomas to top 10 at plus 200 on bet online. And last week in Phoenix, Justin Thomas finally put his entire game together for the first time in three events to start 2023. I was very critical and I was very heated uh, in the Kapalu and Tory preview of JT's decision to keep the Scotty Cameron blade putter in the bag. And I was tough on that decision because we've seen JT try to putt with that childhood trusty over the years, and it never, it usually never pans out. But finally, he put the the Scotty Cameron Mallet T5 prototype back in the bag last week. It was the same, if not a very similar style of putter he's had a ton of success with, including winning 
both of his PGA championships with a mallet. And finally, we saw JT put it back in the bag at the Phoenix Open last week where he finished fourth. And JT's success at Riviera dates back well beyond, well before, my apologies, well before his professional career even started when, you know, him and Jordan Spieth were, you know, JT was at Alabama, Spieth was at Texas. They battled it out down the stretch Riviera at the at the 2012 NCAA championships. The two even played each other on the last day, and Spieth would go on to win that match to secure a title for Texas. But that's where JT's history with Riviera began. And since then, he's logged three top 10 finishes and eight career pro starts at the Genesis with all three of those top 10s coming in the last five years. So this is a golf course he's obviously figured out. JT goes off with Tiger and Rory at 304 Eastern on Thursday. And I got to share the last reason of why I'm all over JT this week. Like I told you in the intro, I was doing some visualization on Monday afternoon, trying to get the mind right, having not picked a winner since Keegan's win at the Zozo. I shut my eyes for about 30 seconds. I was doing some breathing exercises. And I opened my eyes, and I swear to you, I look up at two clouds that perfectly spell out the letter J and the letter T. JT on a Monday. You know, while I only usually look at stats, I think the golf gods were giving me something there. It's our time this week. So the one winner and pick the place is going to be JT to win at 16 to 1 on DraftKings, Bet Online, or MGM. And it will also be Justin Thomas, top 10 at plus 200 on Bet Online. All right, let's continue along with the the sleeper for the week. It's going to be Adam Scott, top 10 at plus 600 on William Hill or FanDuel. And, you know, don't ask me why Adam Scott hasn't teed it up since his 21st place finish at the Sony Open. You know, he did play a very full fall schedule in Europe and Australia where he notably finished second in the Aussie Open. And looking back before that, before the fall, it was absolutely electric to see, you know, 42 year old Scott clutch his way through the FedEx Cup playoffs last year, where he top fived at St. Jude and the BMW to punch his place in the tour championship. It's phenomenal to see these guys in the early 40s continue to put in the work. And get the results. We saw it two weeks ago with Justin Rose at 42. We saw it at the end of the playoffs last year with Adam Scott. And I think heading into this major season, Adam Scott's going to be a guy that appears on your radar quite a bit. And maybe maybe he hasn't played since Hawaii because he's trying to you know peak a little closer to the major championships. I think we'll see him quite a bit on the Florida swing after this. But when you look at the way Scott was playing at Kapaloo and Wiley for the Sony, he hit the ball excellent. And the only blemish was losing shots on the greens at the Tournament of Champions. But he made a quick recovery with a good putting week at Wiley. And even if it's been a month since we last saw Adam Scott, his course history at Riviera is nearly immaculate. He finished 11th 
or better in six of the last eight starts at the Genesis and won this tournament on two different occasions in 2004 and 2020. So, you know, that's incredible. Maybe, maybe the best resume at Riviera in this entire field. And going back to his only two starts of the season, just to just to reiterate this, he was positive in approach of both Kapalu and Wiley. So color me obsessed with Adam Scott this week as far as the sleepers are concerned. My dark horse for the week is Adam Scott, top 10, a plus 600 on William Hill or FanDuel. Uh, quickly for the scoring prediction, you know, listen, Joaquin Neiman shot 19 under here last year. And, you know, that was the lowest score we've seen around Riviera dating back to 2010. The weather in the Pacific Palisades looks simply phenomenal all week long. Very similar to last week in Phoenix with lows of 45 and highs of 65. So a little on the chilly end, but regardless, I'm going to say that 15 under will be the number this week. I predict they will they will set Riviera up tougher than, than we've seen over the last 10 years. They're going to make the pins tough right out the get-go on Thursday, a la what we saw last week. And the greens will be rolling faster than years past. So I think JT will arrive at that 15, un- 15 under number come the, the 72nd hole on Sunday. Uh, let's move into the lineup. I'm going to start it off with Max Homo, who's recorded um, you know, a win in two top 10 finishes over the last three years. Riviera, you have to respect that. So he's going to be number one on my lineup. Sam Burns will be number two. I have him in a matchup over Cam Young, and you know Burns is trending very nicely coming into Riv. I will say this. Uh, if JT was not my winner this week, if JT was not my winner this week, you would really have to look closely at Sam Burns at 33 to one over on Bovada. Very few players playing better than Burns at this very moment. If we were measuring results starting at about two tournaments ago, which for Burns was Palm Springs. Adam Scott will be my three-man. He's another one that has just an undeniable uh, record at Riv, as I just explained in the sleepers. I'll play Jason Day fourth, and he's coming in off a fifth-place finish in Phoenix. That was his seventh top 20 finish in his last eight starts. So I look for Day to continue his good play, and at some point this year, maybe a Valspar, I look for Jason Day to break through the winner's circle for the first time in four-plus years. He's in that little fraternity with even though day's only 45 or, or only 35 he's not in his 40s I, I i put him in that in that little circle with with justin rose and adam scott uh i, I mean maybe he, you know, he's closer to ricky fowler uh but these are all guys that have had you know to overcome some serious struggles in the last three years on the golf course um and you look at these last eight events, it's been great to see Jason Day back in the mix. And I think he I think he definitely wins at some point this year. I think if he can find a way to qualify for the Masters, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a long conversation about those odds. Jason Day, incredible wec- record at Augusta. So Jason Day's my my four man. Then I'll go with Adam Hadwin for in my five slot. Hadwin has finished 34th or better in six of the last seven starts. At Riviera, according to PGATour.com. And finally, my caboose will be Matt Kuchar, who's Mr. Steady Eddie around Riv, including uh, you know, finishing second uh, back in 2020. A low-price guy. 
ideal for the caboose. So it's going to be Max Homa, Sam Burns, Adam Scott, Jason Day, Adam Hadwin, and Matt Kuchar for the lineup this week. All right, guys, a quick break from the golf uh, to tell you about my code that can get you 20% off any picks that you buy on pregame.com, whether it's Fezzik, whether it's RJ, whether it's AJ, Sleepy, or McKenzie. Use my coupon code TIGER20, that's TIGER20, on pregame.com and and get 20% off any of the picks that you buy. Pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds, and you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums, and you'll quickly draw a following and become a valued member. Sign up today and receive $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of pregame's very unprofessional handicappers. A.J. Hoffman, Sleepy, McKenzie, R.J., all brilliant minds in the sports world. Get your free best bet today over at pregame.com. All right, let's get into to, into the the best bet for this week. This one's exciting. I like this one. It's going to be Rory McIlroy, top GB and I at plus 150 on Barstool Sportsbook. And let me start by, by telling you that Rory's 32nd place finish last week was a total fluke. You know, the opening round 73 in the, the strong Scottsdale win set him – you know, behind the eight ball early, and 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 he just wasn't able to make enough putts on the weekend to get back into contention. He comes back to a place in Riviera where he's recorded five top twenties over his last six starts at the Pacific Palisades. And let's talk about who Rory has to beat on this GBNI leaderboard. Shane Lowry. I told you, you know, he's been struggling heavily after, you know, firing his longtime caddy, Bill Martin, who was on the bag when Shane won, won the Open. The U.S. Open champion, Matthew Fitzpatrick, has not finished better than 29th in two starts since the century. Tommy Fleetwood is coming in here off a miscut in Phoenix and hasn't finished better than 38th in three starts. Aaron Rye has not placed better than 42nd over his last five starts, and Russell Knox is playing god-awful. So this ticket is essentially Roy McIlroy at plus 150 over Seamus Power and Justin Rose. Those are the only two guys that could potentially give Rory a run for their for his money as far as the GB&I leaderboard is concerned. Power has not a place worse than 25th and six starts since his second career PGA tour win at the, at the Bermuda championship, Justin Rose obviously won two weeks ago and is regaining form, but here's where Rory has the advantage over power and Rose. The power's best result in two starts at Riv is tied for 64th. And the last time Justin Rose teed it up at Riviera in 2020, he finished 56th. The bottom line here is that half of this GB&I leaderboard is going to have a tough time making the cut. And the other two guys, Justin Rose and Seamus Power, have been playing well, but lack recent successful results at Riviera. So my best bet for the week is going to be Roy McIlroy finishing atop the Great Britain and Ireland leaderboard at plus 150 on Barstool Sportsbook. And one last note 
before we depart. The only ticket you should place on Tiger Woods this week is for him to make the cut at plus 170 on Online. I understand this will be his first time walking 72 holes in a, a very, very long time. But he would not be teeing it up this week in LA if he did not feel like he could compete. You know, yes, the you know the cold weather might make it a, a little tough, but he's got an afternoon tea time on Thursday. I think we see Tiger post two low rounds on Thursday and Friday, and then I think he'll fatigue out over the weekend. So if you you know if you're just dying to to bet on Tiger this week, it, it is for him to make the cut at plus one seventy on Bet Online. All right, that'll do it for the Genesis preview here on RJ Bell's Dream Preview Podcast. Thanks for listening today. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at drmedia59. I'd be happy to answer any questions uh, all week long. Tweet me, DM me, whatever you want to do. See you next week for the Honda Classic preview as the tour moves on to the Florida Swing. So good luck to all and enjoy the coverage of this week's third elevated event the 2023 PGA Tour season. Talk to you next week.